out of you. Good evening. I know, but this is just unreasonably large. They, sh they should have spread it out a little bit. We are learning Maseches Ksubos, Tav Kuf Aleph. This Gemara is, um, just as a pregame of, of what we're about to learn, is one of the most provocative Gemaras in regards to the dialogue of Medina Sisrael and Zionism and making Aliyah. This Gemara is the centerpiece of this conversation. As we will soon see, the Gemara is extremely difficult to understand, not in the basic understanding, but it's difficult to understand because it's totally not what we would have thought. Let's get started. We'll jump right into a story. We're on the bottom of Kuf Yudim and Beis, two lines from the bottom. And the Gemara reads, and we've seen this in Shas before, that Reb Hava Kamishtamid Mined Reb Yehuda. Reb avoided Reb Yehuda. Why? Because Reb wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael, to Baal Mesak Eretz Yisrael. Why would Reb Yehuda not hear from it? And this is the line. This is the line that the Satma Rebbe and others quote to say that you're not allowed to, that the Zionism, Zionism is not Judaism. Why? Because of this line. The Gemara says, that if you move, if you move from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, you're doing something wrong. You're going to go to Babel. That's where you're going to be until I redeem you. So who are you to move to Eretz Yisrael? Oh, that's a big problem because we, uh, Chicago has one of the highest Aliyah rates in the country, maybe even in the world. And uh, Nefesh ben Nefesh, and people move all the time. Haredim and Siona move all the time to Eretz Yisrael. So what do we do with the Gemara? It's a bit of a say to move to Eretz Yisrael. So it says the Gemara, for Abzera, no. Abzera says, That Pasuk is talking about the Klishares, that the Klishares, if they're in Bavel, they can't be moved back to Eretz It's a technical din about the Kalim of the Beis Amniktosh, but it's not Minei Bay. It's really not a din in moving to Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Huda, what would you say? That we learned out from another Pasuk. We learned the Klishares from where? And the Pasuk concludes, So even if you translate the first Pasuk at the top of the page of Bavela Yuvu Shama, that is talking about Klishares, Rabbi Huda says, Don't don't worry, plenty of psukim. And the Pasuk writes, the Pasuk writes that we are talking about uh, the Isra of moving to Eretz Yisrael. Yisrael this is where the Jews are not allowed to move to Eretz Yisrael. What does it mean, Bechoma? Take a look at Rashi on the top line, at the end of the line. To move in as one front, to move in as a movement. That is what the Gemara, according to Reb Zera, seems to be as problematic. So if we stopped right here, Reb Zera would say to move as a movement is problematic. To move as Yachad Biyar Chazaka's problem. You want to go up as one individual? No problem at all. The Isra say of moving is only if you do so as a movement. That's a big problem. The Ramam doesn't quote this Lahalacha and Hilchos Malach and Parakeh, which is where all of this is discussed. Let's continue. Rabbi Yehuda, yeah, he's like, I understand what you're saying, and I agree that the Jews can't move up a Choma, but they cannot move up a Choma, and they cannot move up even individually. Why not? We have the word Hishpati multiple times in Shira Shirim. I'll just add right here that all of these, these Psukim in Shira Shirim are not Chumash. They're part of Nach and not Chumash. And we do not learn out Dine de Oraisa from, from here. So, is it a real bit How could you say bit is learned from Shira Shirim? Not so much. Anyways, Rabbi who does more machmer. He has a more broad restriction on moving to Eretz Yisrael, which is uh, both as a movement and as individuals. Rabbi Zera, no, though that pasuk can't come to teach you about individuals because that pasuk is used for something else. First of the very, first of the middle width lines. 
Wow, Hashem should bless us to make it tomorrow tonight. There's just a lot of words here. Let's get going. Those words of Ishbati, that's used. Uh, he says, We know that there are Gimel Shvuos. What are the three Shvuos? One is to teach us that the Jews are not allowed to move to Eretz Yisrael as Rashi says, Yachad biar Chazaka, as one uh, front. That there shouldn't be a massive rebellion. That for whenever it is the case that the Jews are gonna are gonna subjugate are gonna be subjugated by the goyim that the goyim shouldn't overdo it. These were the three shvuos. So therefore, the pasuk that's used to indicate to Rabbi Huda that there's a restriction to move even even as an individual that pasuk is uh, is uh, is already used and it's used for something else and therefore Abzera can still maintain his shita that it's mutter to move individually it's just not mutter to move uh, as a movement and the gemara this says 10 lines on rabbi huda yes i understand what you're saying but still i would say it's usher to move as an individual because another pasuk in shirashir says the gemara what would you do about that pasuk well he says i'm really sorry rabbi huda but i still want to move to Eretz Yisrael, and i can argue through psukim that i'm still allowed to as an individual why because says the gemara really there are six the first three are the ones that we said earlier the three ones that we said earlier is you can't move up as a movement, that the Jews should not rebel against the nations of the world, and that the nations of the world shouldn't overly subjugate the Jews. Reb Zeyra, what does he say? The first three, as we just said, and Enoch, what are the rest? That we have an obligation to not share the end of days. If anyone were to be privy to such information, they cannot share it. We want to talk about Musr. Here's our, our, our dose of Musr. We don't share it. That was Yaakov in the Torah that he lost his nevo. He was about to be Megalas Akates, and then the boys came in. He wasn't able to, Kodesh Baruch Hu pulled the carpet out from under him. We're not allowed to share that information. It changes the way people behave. Then they say, I'll be a tzaddik later. Uh, why should I be a tzaddik now? And that's number two. Number two here says, you shouldn't push off the end of days. And how do we push off the end of days? By being a shengitz, by being an avaryan and doing things that are not right. We need to be from. We need to do whatever we can. This is Chabad's Ashkafa. Every mitzvah brings us closer. Afalp that it may not be in the context of general growth. I want you to put on tefillin today. Shake a lulav. I shared with, with you already. I've been, I was at numerous brises over Sukkis, and there were Chabad rabbis there. A bunch of lulav and menesrogim. Every yid who walked in, are you a yid? Are you a Jew? Are you, oh, come shake the lulav and esrog. Every mitzvah is an advancement toward that end goal of the case. So we have to make sure that we're doing mitzvahs and not doing averos. And then this Gemara is cryptic. Rashi gives us a little bit of insight. One should not share the uh, the esod, the deep stuff. So foundational things with Ovde Kochavim. Let's take a look at Rashi on the third line. What are we talking about here? The deep stuff. Third line, halfway through. Some say it's simply the mathematical equations of how we determine when a shnas ibur is an ibur yor, I don't know. That's not such a special secret. Uh, we at this point, it's already a pattern. Seven out of every nineteen years, whatever our math game is, the math is already evident to all of us. If we wanted to sit there and figure this, published books on this. So according to this gemara, you would never have been able to publish that book because a goy could get their hands on it. And Rashi says that there's another option also. But Amrila so tamei Torah, giving the deep reasons as to why the Torah was given. <clears throat> In Ashkafa, when we teach Torah to people, when we teach halacha, there's two reasons why we have to keep a particular halacha. The first reason, and really the only real reason, is because Hashem said so. Even if we don't like his reason, it doesn't matter. The love language of the soul is mitzvos. So you want to have permanence in the next world? Great. Go do mitzvos. You don't like the mitzvos? 
Sorry. That's just the way things work. It's the way the wiring is. But the deeper level, the Tamiya Mitzvah, sometimes we use that the Sefer HaChinuch is rooted in this. Mishor Sheha Mitzvah, Mitameh Mitzvah, the, the, the rational explanations of mitzvahs as much as we can understand. They're all irrelevant. They're all irrelevant. We use them as candy for kids, a little bit of sweetness on the tongue. You don't understand the mitzvah of Tzineas, people, whatever. You can give a svara, but it's a svara kozebes because at the end of the day, the real reason why we keep Torah is singular. Our neshama only gets permanence by doing mitzvahs, period. End of story, end of conversation. You can argue the 613. It doesn't matter what you feel. These 613 are the only, you don't want to get polio, take the vaccine. You're anti-vaccine, get polio. <laughs> this is a very simple math equation. That's how that's how the Torah is structured. So these Tameh mitzvahs is a deeper level, fine. So these, these things are all part of the six. And anyways, this sugya really does kind of end here. And we see this standing machlokas, Reb and Reb Yehuda. That's why Reb Zera kept avoiding Reb Yehuda because Tachlis, at the end of the day, he wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael. But he knew that Reb Yehuda wouldn't agree because Reb Yehuda held more broadly that both as a movement and as an individual, you cannot move. Satmer held like this, even though there are Satmer Chassidim there, but they lived there already. They weren't moving there. Again, it's a whole tumult. It's a whole big debate. The Cairo Geniza got involved here. There's two versions of the Rambam. There's the Rambam that we have printed. There's another Rambam that's found in the Cairo Geniza that supports the cause of the Zionists. These are whole debates. One thing I will say about this topic, and I'm not getting into the politics is that we have to remember when we speak about the differences between Siyonim and Haredim and Eretz Yisrael, Medina, we have to remember one thing. This isn't a Hashkafa discussion. This is a halachic discussion about making Aliyah and moving to Eretz Yisrael. Mitzvah Yishuv Aretz. We'll see other Gemaras today that seem to go in the face of this and be very strong proponents of moving to Eretz Yisrael. These Gemaras seem simple. They're very difficult to paste together because some of the pieces don't look the same. And we'll see this shortly, but I'm just highlighting that the Gemara here may seem glot in one way. It's not a simple Gemara. It requires a lot of research. The Gemara says a fifth of the way down, 10 lines into the, in the middle with lines, but Tzvakos, again, a Pasuk and Shira Shirim. What does that mean? That uh, we might be the Ayelos of the Sadeh. So Amar Abelazar, if you keep my covenant, my promise, in other words, if you keep halacha, mutav givaldik. And if not, if you don't keep halacha, then your your flesh is just as uh, just as available as a hunter can access a deer. So we have to make sure that we're doing our part. Torah's mugging. If we do a good job of keeping halacha as best as we can, we always make mistakes, but as best as we can, as Rabbi Robin said, sometimes it's more about the fight than it is about the victory. Spend the extra five seconds before you fail. Fine, no problem. Good. So that's what the Gemara means over here with this drasha. And now we see the total flip side. Total flip side. Can we move to Eretz Yisrael? Yes, no, maybe. Then the Gemara says, Amar Abelazar, kol adar be'eretz Yisrael, sharach below avon. Anyone who lives in Eretz Yisrael. What was the whole debate? Five lines later, you're telling me that if you live in Eretz Yisrael, you have no averas. So what about the Machlokes of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Zera? How do we figure that out? Good question. Rishonim, we need to we need to dig in. This is not a simple sugya. How do we know that there is no Avon? In Metzias, it can't be. Shneamar, Uvalya Marsha Kain Chalisi Am Hayoshe Ba Neso Avon. That the neighbors are going to say that we all got ill because of the Neso Avon. The people who are sinners, referencing the Jews, and by virtue of the fact that we have no Averas, the Kodesh Baruch Hu structure that we have no Averas in Eretz Yisrael, so that the Goyim can't say, "Ah, oh, the Jews are sinners." No, in Eretz Yisrael, you're shari below Avon, and says the Gemara that's not necessarily true. That Pasuk is only talking about ill people, not referencing Eretz Yisrael, not a raya one way or the other. Amar of Anan, famous, we know that a lot of people like to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Wow, that is some serious prime real estate. A person who gets buried in Eretz Yisrael, it's as though 
they're buried under the Mizbech. Where do we get this from? Third of the way down. That you need to make the Mizbech out of earth. That you're going to get Kapar in the Admaso, in the ground Amo of his nation. Ula have a Ragil to have a Salaklaris Yisrael. Ula was a regular. He would make uh, trips a few times a year. Part of the Gvir culture, you got to go to Eretz Yisrael a few times here. So Ula wasn't a Gvir culture kind of guy. He's big time of But Ula went to go to Eretz Yisrael to learn Torah. He would go many times a year. Where did he die? Nach Nafsheba He died when he was outside of Eretz Yisrael. Asu Amrle the Rebbe Lazar. So they told Rebbe Lazar that Ula died in Chutzlar. Amar, and he said, quote, Ant Ula, you, Ula, of all people, you're such an oi of Eretz Yisrael. You go up all the time. Al Adama Tmea Tamus. How could you possibly die in Chutzlar? So they said back, Amrulo, they said back to Rebbe Lazar, don't worry. Uh, they said, um, they said, don't worry, they're going to, they're going to put the casket on a plane and they're going to take him to Eretz Yisrael and bury him there. And then the Gemara says a big Yisot, there's no comparison between someone who was absorbed in the era of Eretz Yisrael when they were alive. If you're going to die, live there before you die. That's a higher level. That level of Kedusha is even, is even greater. There was a particular person, he lived in Eretz Yisrael, but his uh, his brother died and his wife lived in Bechoza, lived in Bavel. He lived in Eretz Yisrael. So also the he went to go ask Shiloh, what should I do? Should I go down to Chutzlaaretz to marry to marry Rachel, my, my brother Ruvain died. I'm Shimon. My brother Ruvain died. And I want to marry his, uh, I want to do Yibu. So uh, says the Gemara, Amar and the Gemara speaks, Derech Mashal. Achib Nasa Kusis, your brother married a Kusis. What does that mean, a Kusis? It's a reference to the fact that she lives in Chutzlar. It's because, uh, we, as we said yesterday, that's like a person who's Ovi uh, Davodas Kochavim. What? Without a get? Yeah, oh, yes, without a God. But here it's referencing Avodas Kochavim because Akusi is potentially an Oved Avodazar. That's what the Gemara is referencing. Anyways, Umais, and then he died. And then the Gemara says this crazy line Baruch HaMakom Shaharago. Unbelievable. The guy in Chutzar is blessed be him that he died. Thank you, Akodesh Baruch. Very hard to understand this line. You think Shimon should go back down and marry Rachel? Are you crazy? Why would you leave Eretz Yisrael? You're not leaving Eretz Yisrael for Yivum. This goes in the face of another Gemara we're familiar with that you're allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael to get married. Maybe that din doesn't apply by Yivum. Fascinating din. Who says? Okay. Then the Gemara says, just like it's usher to leave Israel and to move to Bavel. Oh, Bavel is better than regular Chutzarets. So the highest level is Eretz Yisrael, the second best is Bavel, the third best is everything else. Even two places within Bavel, you're not allowed to move. Stay in Pumpadisa. Their taka was a person who moved from, from Pumpadisa to another place. Shamte Rav Yosef, we put him in Cherem. Yikes. That's not Kishmak. That's not good. And this wasn't even Eretz Yisrael. This was just moving from Pumpadisa to Bekubi. Unbelievable. There was a person who moved from Pumpadisa to another town. Shachiv, the guy dropped dead. Second he left the city limits, uh, he hit the ground. If this guy wanted to live, he could have lived. He could have chosen to live. He should have just stayed where he was. Why are you moving? Kodesh Baruch Hu planted you there. Stay. Those who are the Ksherin in Bavel, Eretz Yisrael Kolatzan. It's as if they've been absorbed in Eretz Yisrael's atmosphere. We'll describe this in a minute. If you have a Kasher who lives in America, not in Bavel, they're, they're, it's, they're like Bavel uh, Kolatzan. It's as if they live in the airspace of Bavel. What is this talking about? If you want to say it's for Yuchzin, well, that's not so simple because 
the way it's structured over here is that the people from Babel who are Ksherim, they're like they're better, they're more like Eretz Yisrael. And the people from outside of Babel are like Babel. But the Gemara says that's impossible because really Babel has better Yichus tracking than Eretz Yisrael. Where do we see this from? All of the lands are considered Esau Eretz Yisrael. They're considered like dough. So many ingredients, everything's so confusing. We don't know what does what. It's a strange mashal, but that's what the Gemara says. Eretz Yisrael, but Eretz Yisrael, Esau the Babel. We see here that Babel has better Yichus even than Eretz Yisrael. So that can't be what this statement of Rabbah of Yosef is talking about. Therefore, the Gemara says, you're right, Elul Inyan Kvura. Oh, we're saying that though, because we said that being buried in Eretz Yisrael is better than being buried anywhere else. So here the hierarchy works. Chutzlaretz is worse than Babel. Babel is worse than Eretz Yisrael. Amr Yehuda called Adar Babel, last of the middle with lines. Anyone who lives in Babel, Ki'ilu Dar Eretz Yisrael. Babel was a very, very lofty level because as we'll see, there's an equivalence in the Pasuk between Sion and Babel. What does the Pasuk say? Hoi Tzion Himalti Yosheves Bas Babel. Oh, we see that Sion and Babel are considered very similar. First long line, Amr Abayin Aktinon, we have a tradition. Babel, lo chazya, chevli de Mashiach. If you live in Babel, not subject to the birth pangs of Mashiach. We don't live in Babel. That would be nice if we did. Tirgamot, it's not everywhere. The explanation was a Hutzal de Benyamin. It was a place in Babel called Hutzal de Benyamin. And they used to refer to this location as the corner of salvation. <laughs> this is the place you want to be. Could you imagine the real estate? Gerald would be uh, selling houses like hotcakes. It would be a high price, high profit margin, Gerald. Happy for you. That's the place where you want to sell, where everybody wants to yeah, that's the way to go because everybody wants to live there. It's Karna de Shezvasa. If you believe in Mashiach coming, you're going to move to that place, whatever it is now, modern day Iraq, wherever it is. You're going to want to move there. That's Karna de That's Karna de Shezvasa. End of the very first long line. Amar Rebbe Lazar. Mesim Shebuchutzars Enam Chaim. Yikes. Shemirachim. People who live in Futzars and they're buried here. Enam Chaim. They don't live, meaning there's no Tchias Amesim. And we'll we'll qualify this momentarily. Don't uh, don't don't give up quite yet. What does this pasuk mean? If my if my focal point is on that land, then Mesim Chaim. That's Eretz Yisrael. She ain't Sivioni, but you live in America. You live in Chicago. Ain't Mesim Chaim. Then there's no Tchias Amesim there. Says the Gemara. Wait one second. What does this pasuk mean? My love that when it says Yichyu Mesecha, that those who um, who live. That the Mesim will live, that's talking about Mesim Sheb Eretz Yisrael. And Avalti Yakumun is Mesim Sheb Chutzaretz. And we see Yakumun that they still will live. They, even in Chutzaretz, they will live. So the Gemara says, hold on one second. How do we understand this Pasuk? That Pasuk was talking about Anavuchad Netzar, strangely printed here as two different parts of his name, Nevuchad and Netzar. We don't spell it that way. We don't typically, even in Tanakh, it's not written that way, but here it is. The Pasuk is saying that a Kodesh Baruch Hu should protect us from this Malka de Kalil, this light-footed uh, leader. Nebuchadnezzar is referred to as a light-footed leader, Kitavia like a deer. So Amr like, Rebbe, don't worry, I have another Pasuk to answer this question, which is, Mikra Acher Anidorish, no se neshama la'am, Says the Gemara, what do we do about the fact that it says Navalti Yakumun? Says the Gemara, and for those who've gone through these kinds of struggles, this should be a great comfort. If a couple ever goes through a stillbirth, a stillbirth or a, a child who passes away in utero, says the Gemara, they get anywhere, anywhere. We all know people who've dealt with uh, with a nafel, who've dealt with, with babies who passed away in utero. They are considered to be a slam dunk guarantee that they will get tchias hamesim. Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel, hi, no sin What? What? I have not. Yeah. 
I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, it's a requirement for babies who are born, even for adults. If there are adults who are Jewish but not from, and they've never been no, circumcised, they also need to get cut. Um, I spoke to one of the guys in the Chevrolet. They do it. They're, they're not focused on the artwork. They're just focused on making sure that he's gemalt before he gets buried. Um, so I've never, I've never gotten the call. I would do it if they asked me. I just know myself. It's not. That's not. I don't know. So that's a lot. That's a lot. What about this pasuk? So the way he uses this pasuk is Unbelievable. Not an Eved Ivri, it's an Eved Kananis. She is Zoche. She gets Olam Haba. Their Olam Haba doesn't compare to ours. Fine, still, okay. it's a big guarantee. That's great. Uh, if there's ever a guy who wants to make Aliyah, they... Uh, they have a Gemara to support the cause. That move Olam Haba. Says the Gemara, after all, how do we know that they get Olam Haba? And the Gemara makes a drasha. This is not the kind of drasha that we typically like to, like to uh, advertise. But the Gemara says, Even a nation that isn't a Yiddish nation, they're Doma Lechamor. Fine, whatever the comparison is, not for now. But uh, that's uh, why we know that they get the Pasuk says, What does that mean? Famous Gemara. That anyone who walks four Amos in Eretz Yisrael, they're guaranteed to be Olam Haba. Don't take the taxi. Just walk. You get a lot of Zechuyos, a lot of merits for just walking the land of Eretz Yisrael. Let's go back to what we said before that Rahman al-Islam people buried here, but they don't have Tchias in it. Hamas, my brother's buried here. We want to make sure that he gets back to Eretz Yisrael when the time comes. So the Gemara says, don't worry. Uh, as we've heard before, that from Chutzla Aretz back to Eretz Yisrael, the bodies are able to roll. Uh, from here again, we don't know what that means. Is it literal? Is it conceptual? Unclear. Maskevler of Abba Salah Rab Rava. He says Gilgul at Sadiqim. Sorry, okay for the regular average Joe. No problem if they have to roll through the ground and it's uncomfortable. But they get to leave and go to Eretz Yisrael. But for the tzaddikim, it's not right. And the Gemara says Nasos There are tunnels that are made. I'm waiting. I'm waiting that. If you know there's any Yidden who are buried in a funny place, they're going to go through like the Palestinian dug tunnels. And we're like, thank you very much, by the way. Very appreciative. You made it tall enough and well lit and ventilated. I'll walk. You know, a little bit of a, okay, please God. The Pasuk says, 15, 12 lines from the bottom. These words are very difficult. Why? Because yeah, he knows where he was. He doesn't do any averas. He's not like us. I don't understand. Why do you have to be? Why do you have to be in Eretz Yisrael to die and to get buried? Why did you? Why did everybody have to stop to get you to Eretz Yisrael? Says the Gemara because you're right. You're right that there's Gilgul, but Shema lo yizkelamechilos. Not everybody was able to marry because you have to be a tzaddik Gomer. Not everyone was able to merit the tunnels. So therefore, we have to make sure that I'm a tzaddik. Next, Kayotze b'davar atomer. We have another pasuk by Yishbai Yosef. These words are also very difficult. So if so, why did he make them slap the bones? Don't worry, you'll roll. If what you're saying is that there's always going to be Gilgul, so what's the problem? Says the Gemara, why slap 400 parsa? The Gemara responds, And this is the top, top, top tier of people. 
So if we have an option, it's better to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. You have to take into, into certain things into account, finances, schlepping, the kids visiting, I got a whole bunch of things taken into account. From the Pashtas of the Gemara, it seems that it's preferred to be in Eretz Yisrael, even if you're at Tzad, even if you're at Tzad. There was a, uh, a person's brother was uh, was asked to Shaila. He said to his brother, that Yaakov was a tzadigomer, yet he still moved to Eretz Yisrael. If that's true, you should move to Eretz Yisrael before you die. No one's as big of a tzaddik as Yaakov, or very few people, even though the Gemara elsewhere does enumerate the people who went through life without chait. Fine. But still, the Gemara says, if Yaakov Afinu is moving to Eretz Yisrael to get buried here, you should come move to Eretz Yisrael, he says to the brother. And that's uh, the end of that Gemara. And Ilfa, Mosif Badvar, and the Gemara says there was a little bit added to the letter that the brother sent. There was a man who was crazed over a particular woman. He wanted to marry her totally. Horse blinders on, couldn't see couldn't see anything other than this one woman wanted to marry her. But she lived in Chutzars. So he went and he asked a Shaila and he wanted to move down to Chutzars to marry this woman, which we know is Mutter Ladina. We know that a person's allowed to marry uh, allowed to move in order to marry, says the Gemara. But once he heard this Gemara about Yaakov, Yaakov, the great tzaddik who decided to move to Eretz Yisrael so that he could be buried in Eretz Yisrael without Gilgul and without having to worry about Mechilos, Gilgul Moso. He he just pushed off the marriage until he died. He never married the woman. He ended up staying single his whole life. And the Gemara says that uh, Oh, sorry, that's the next line. Uh, so Gilgil about Asmadio Moso. He spent his whole life not being married to this woman. And in conclusion, that was where he died. Then says the Gemara, even though you're very wise, it's great that you know how to learn, but there's no, no comparison to learning from a Rebbe. It's just good to know in general. It's great that you know how to read a Mishnah Brura, but you always have to be asking Shav. So I was learning with my son tonight. We were discussing the halachos of making brachos in front of a woman who is not Sanua. So we were discussing if you have a girl who's 10, 11 years old, 8, 9, 10, they're, they're at the age of chinuch where they should be dressing somewhat properly. But the mice are there in a pair of short shorts, the thighs are showing, and you want to make havdama. Does the din of kvod of, kvod of shem Hashem with baruch Hashem, does that apply to a katana who's not yet dressed? I, I don't know. I don't know. I could look it up. I'm going to ask a shahat. That's the point is that we always have to be kafuk to a rav to make sure that we're getting we're getting not only an answer, but we're getting a consistent set of answers from one person. That's how we pass on the Masora. The Masora today is at risk. We have one of the hardest generations of passing on a Masora because instead of being kafuf to a rub, so many kids are kafuf to their phones. And that's where they learn. Forget about halacha, halavai, halavai. We would want our kids to be learning Shabruah all the time. That would be beautiful. We have a much bigger, broader problem, which is that our Masora is at serious, serious risk. And if we as parents don't knock it out of the park, then the next generation could really struggle. It's not just about halacha. It's also about Masorah. It's not just about, did my father polish his shoes? But it's not just that. It's the big, big, big picture of the Masorah, and it is at tremendous risk. Says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom. You're worried about not having a Rebbe. Don't worry. When you move here, I'll get you a Rebbe. You can sit in Rebbe Yochan on Shir. Don't worry. I'll get you a seat. If you, my brother, are not going to move, then you need to be careful with three things. Don't sit for too many hours of the of the day. This causes for some issues uh, like hemorrhoids or some types of, of medical issues that come up. Don't stand too long. Standing is bad for your heart. I don't know what this Gemara means. I, I have no idea. It's probably better to stand than to this sit. Like having a <laughs> the Gemara will say that, but I, I think it's hard to argue that standing is bad. And that's what the Gemara says. The question is, what well, does it mean? Well, 
if your job is standing all day, well, we have a Gemara. The question is, what does a Gemara mean? We have to look in the Rishonim and see what it means that standing is bad for your heart. My phone, my Apple Watch reminds me every few hours to stand up. It's not medically bad. Maybe the Gemara is speaking about shkafa. It's speaking in something spiritual. We have to figure it out. The altar behalicha, two lines from the bottom. You shouldn't walk too much. Halicha kashaleinaim. It's bad for your eyes. Obviously, this Gemara is talking on a different level. This Gemara is not dealing with with doctors and medical issues and biology books. Uh, we've read the biology books, and these this is not what the biology books say. So obviously, a family tonight said to me, "Do you have to do mitzitza?" So I said, "The Gemara says about mitzitza that it's a sakana." And we don't know what that sakana really is from the Gemara itself. We don't mess with these things. There's something above our pay grade. So we're going to do matitza. We can do it with a tube, whatever. But we're not ignoring the matitza. The Gemara says there's a sakana. That conversation short. We're not messing around. She said to me, it's a whole controversy. I'm like, it's not really a controversy. You have to do matitza. How you do it? I, the matitza itself is not a controversy. It has to be done. Here too, we, these are Gemaras we don't understand. We don't understand. But when the Gemara says something, we have to understand that, the, that there's something deeper going on there. Ella, rather, because of these concerns, how should a person split their time? Shlish b'yeshiva, shlish a person should spend a third of their day sitting, a third of their day standing, and a third of their day walking. Says the Gemara, okay, well, hold on one second. Last line. The Gemara says, What if you're sitting down, but you don't have a back to your chair? You have nothing to support you. Says the Gemara, <laughs> You're better off standing under those circumstances. The Gemara says, wait one second. You said standing is better than sitting without a chair, but standing was a problem. How can you say that? But says standing is bad for your heart. What do you want to have problems with? You want to have problems with hemorrhoids? Or you want to have problems with your heart? I pick hemorrhoids. So says the Gemara, why? What are you even talking about here? The heart is a big issue. So how can you say stand instead of sit? Answers the Gemara, Eli, you're right. Yeshiva turning to the top of Kufiralak from the base. I know it's daunting. We're only going to learn two thirds of this page and then we're going to stop. And I have a meeting in 11 minutes, so here's hoping, but I don't know if that's going to happen. They'll have to wait. Says the Gemara, She'ein basmicha, that chair without a back, amida she'yesh basmicha nocheimena. Standing, but with a support, that is better. Standing without a support is worse. V'chein amru Yitzchak, V'chein amru Yitzchak v'shimon ve'oshaya, these three people. Amru davar echad halacha ke Reb Yehuda v'prados, that we have a halacha that deals with animals. This Gemara seems to be very out of context. Tanya, Reb Yehuda Omer, if there's a female animal, Shatava, that's interested in mating, she can only be intimate with an animal. She can only be mated with an animal that's the same exact kind of animal. This guy today, uh, the guy, the dog watcher, he said to me that his dogs that he sells start at $5,000 and go up. Purebred paperwork back to the 1800s on some of these dogs. Haflavafela, they have a better record than many Jews. They have a better paper trail, Nebuch, on many Jews who don't even know if their grandparents were yidden. They have no clue. That's unbelievable. These dogs, 5,000 and up. What a Musser Haskell from a, from a puppy. 5,000 and up. They have a paper trail to the 1800s, and you don't know if your grandmother's Jewish. Unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. It's a crazy town. He didn't know what I was thinking when he said that. It just made me sad. That's all that happened. I'm like, oh, wow. $5,000 for a dog. We're not even sure how Jewish we are. I, I know we're Jewish. Thanks, Dad. Amar Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak. When we say Yitzchak, ze Reb Yitzchak Nafcha. When we say Shimon, ze Reb Shimon ben Pazi. Or possibly, ba'amar la Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish is, of course, Reb Shimon ben Lakish. And when it says Oshaya, ze Reb Yoshaya Baribi. Amar Rav Lazar, Ame Aratzos Enem Chaim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People who are Amaratzim, that's pretty bad for all of us because we're pretty much all Amaratzim. So it's a bit of a problem. <laughs> Says the Gemara, which means there's no Tchiyas HaMesim. 
Shinemar, how do we know? Mason Bal Yichyu, Tanya Namihaki, the Bryce writes the same. Mason Bal Yichyu says the Gemara Yachol, Hakol, every Am Haaris, there's no Tchias and Mason for any Am Haaris, says the Gemara Tamalom, Refine Bal Yakuma. What does it mean, Refine Bal Yakuma? Those who are weak will not rise. Bimar Peatmo, Midiber Torah, Kasum Dabba. We're sitting up in Steiging. We may be Amaratsim, but we're making a push. We're trying to get a little bit of a greater grasp of Torah. Givald, we're Amaratsim, we're trying, we get Tchias and Mason. Baruch Hashem. Says the Gemara Malay Rav Yochanan Lo Nicha LeMaraihu Da Amras Lo. This is not the kind of thing that we want to say out loud. Da Amraihu LeHu LaHachi. We need to re-understand this pasuk. Says the Gemara. Okay, when it says Refine Bal Yakumu, what does it mean? It means Bemar Peatzmo LaAvodazar. You've weakened yourself to the point that you are dealing with Avodazar Hudechzi. That's what the pasuk is talking. about. It's not about Talmud Torah. So therefore, the Gemara seems to imply from here that as long as you don't do Avodazar and you're not Ma'aret, you get Tchias Amesim. Okay. Amar Le says the Gemara. The Gemara Mikra Mikra Acher and Idorish. I have another drasha dechsiv. Kital oros talecha ve'eretz refaim tapil. Says the Gemara. Kital oros talecha ve'eretz refaim tapil. What does this mean? Kol amishtamesh be'or haTorah. Or this quote needs to be put on our refrigerators. Kol amishtamesh be'or haTorah. Anyone who utilizes the light of the Torah, or haTorah mechayehu. That light of Torah will keep you alive. It will sustain you. Bechol she'in mishtamesh be'or haTorah. In or hat in or Torah mechayehu. Sorry. And anyone who doesn't take advantage of the Or HaTorah, I have, thank you. I have, thank you very much. Then the Torah will, you, 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 can't, you can't become bright without lighting the candle. And that's our job. Our job isn't, uh, isn't to finish uh, every ounce of Torah, though. Uh, we have a mitzvah sasei, according to some Rishonim, to finish Shas, and we're well underway, almost halfway done. But the Gemara says here, if we are chipping away a little bit of learning every day, adding a Seder, trying to learn, hopping a Rhine, Rabbi Robinson has said this many times. When the Gemara Masecha Shabbos says, I have six questions to ask you. And one of this, one of them, one of the questions was, are you Kovei Itim Latora? He says the word Koveya doesn't mean to set a time. It means to steal time. When you, this is the litmus test of a person's brain. When you have 10 minutes, what do you do with those 10 minutes? Flipping on your phone being with your kids, learning Torah, that is an awesome litmus test. If it's flipping on the phone, you've lost. <laughs> if it's your kids, you have a shot. And if it's Torah, you're doing great. <laughs> so the Gemara here is telling us we need to make sure that we anchor ourselves in Talmud Torah. So still, this answer wasn't stark enough because it, it left a lot of Amaratim in the dark about Tchiyas Amesim. Kevin Dechazi, the Komitzar, Amalei, Rebbe, don't worry, I have another Pasuk. Matsasi lohen takana Torah. I found a way to fix these things, this issue for the Amaratim. The Pasuk says, Says the Gemara, there's just a Metzias. What does Dvekus with the Kodesh Baruch Hu mean? Third of the way down, uh, you can understand, yeah, you could build an awesome bond with your wife. Got it, I understand. Says the Gemara, how can you have a dveikus with the Shechina? Kodesh Baruch Hu is fire and he'll consume you. Ella, what, what must it be that the Pasuk says that there's dveikus? If you're an Am Haaretz, marry your daughter to a Talmud Chacham. And then also says the Gemara, we do business to a Talmud Chacham. If we give of our properties to a Talmud Chacham, so that's what an Am Ha'aretz should do. We should make sure that much as we are Amaratim to a great degree, even though we're the ones who are trying, we're pushing, we're motivated, we should try and marry off our daughters 
to Talmidei Chachamim and our sons, to women who support the study of Torah. I'm not saying uh, kola life. I'm just saying that we need Pete to make sure that we're supporting Torah. And Kayote Badavar Ata Omer, we have a similar Marimakom about Batamad Vekim. The Pasuk says, Same exact question. Ella, same exact thing. What does it mean that we have to love Akkadish Baruch and, and cling to him? The way that we can show Akkadish Baruch that we're committed is by marrying off our children to those who support Talmud Torah. Soon the righteous will sprout forth from the ground in Yerushalayim. They will grow from the ground like a blade, like a blade of grass. They will spring from the city like a blade in the land. We know that an ear, the reference of ear, in, in anonymity, when it's just used in, in a, in a, on its own. Of course, referring to Eretz Yisrael, and to Shalim. Bama Rebchia, halfway down, six lines before the very wide lines, Rebchia says, Rebchia Bar Yosef says, When they come out of the ground, they're going to be fully clothed. To the nines, they're going to be dressed perfectly. How do we know? Just like when we take a grain of wheat, we put it in the ground, no chaff, just the seed itself. And when it comes out of the ground, it has the grain, it has the chaff, it has the covering, all the different pieces that uh, we know exist in regards to the wheat. We don't, we don't bury people undressed. We put them in tachrichen. So then the Gemara says, all the more so. And then the Gemara says, last five lines for the night, that Eretz Yisrael is going to produce baked goods and fine flour and fine wool, excuse me. Shanamar, the Pasuk says, Yehei Pisas Bar Haaretz, and Pisas is uh, this language, it's a hard word to translate right here, but basically it's a reference to these things, which are baked goods and fine wool. Tanu Rabban, and the Pasuk says, Yehei Pisas Bar Haaretz Barosh Harim, which one is it? Is it in the Aretz or is it in the Harim? Is this fine wool going to be on the ground or is it up in the in the mountains? Amru, they said, Asid Achita Shetatamir Kedekel, that the, the, uh, the stalks of wheat are going to grow very tall, just like a Dekel tree, could you imagine? If you've ever dri driven through anywhere in Southern Illinois, there's wheat fields and cornfields. The wheat is gorgeous, but it only grows to two, three, four feet. You're talking about a tree, which is 60, 70 feet. Mehechatesi says the Gemara. Oh, is that me? Sorry. Okay. So it says the Gemara, what does it mean? It's going to grow very tall. So difficult to harvest such a tall piece of wheat. You're going to say timber every time you cut down a stalk of, of wheat. It's a very tedious job. There's thousands of uh, thousands of stalks. So says the Gemara, there's going to be a noise in Lebanon about its fruits. He's going to bring a wind from his storage house. And it's going to blow on the wheat. And it's going to drop the flower from the top. He's going to go out into the field. And maybe and he's going to be able to take the flower. All of this is Derech Neis. The Gemara then says, Um, uh, it says that the, the chita is going to be like uh, kilayos, like it's going to be like kidneys. That's very large. And don't ask any questions on the size of this. There was an animal, a shual, a fox that was 
burrowing inside of a lefes, inside of a particular vegetable. <laughs> they took it and they waited. <laughs> and they found a massive size of something that should have been very small. We're going to see there's going to be fruits and vegetables that are well beyond their size. Baruch Hashem, we finished for today. Two-thirds of the way down, four lines into the wide lines of the word. Tanya will pick up tomorrow to finish off. Um, and um, uh, tomorrow we'll have a seam as well. Special thank you to Rabbi Yaman for sponsoring. Um, Rabbi Yitz is going to take care of all the foods. Uh, Rabbi Yitz, we need Yashan rolls for tomorrow. Uh, if you don't mind, our, thank you very much. If you need me to get them, let me know. Otherwise, we're done. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Lovely.